This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Well, hello everyone. It's Keith. And Kara. And we are here for the 10th episode today everyone come on number 10 we made it to number 10 our son told us that uh most podcasts do not make it to 10 we did it we We did it we defied the odds yes and we persevered we did it is a little bit delayed it's a couple weeks delayed yes we're a little late and we're highly aware of it we got distracted and it's understandable why people give up on these podcasts because life can be full of distractions and detours and uh, u-turns and all sorts of things yeah yeah good bad ugly all of it that's right and the last few weeks have been just that what karen i realized i'm gonna speak for you but this is what i realized is we were recording these on my day off during the week when the kids were in school and then once the kids got out of school, our home became a haven for teenagers, and right. it's just constantly something happening, and we had a really hard time figuring out when and how to do this. Yeah, there was also life that, that happened, too. I mean... Yes. Uh, my mom passed away last week, yeah. and that week leading up to it was uh, just a long, tumultuous week. Yeah. Uh, there was 4th of July on Tuesday, and the, we, we thought my mom was going to pass... Um, even the previous day, Monday, mm-hmm. July third, and mm-hmm. we just, we just have kind of been hit with life a little bit. Yeah, we've been through it this the last few weeks. Yes, and so friends, that's why we're delayed because we know you all have been waiting anxiously <laughs> on the edge of your seat, asking the world why, why hasn't this podcast come out this week? And so uh, we are grateful for your patience, friends, and uh, we we might take a break after this. And when I say take a break, like season one is 10 episodes, and maybe season two will be 10 episodes, maybe when school starts back up. Yeah, I'd like to launch season two with a video, too. Ooh, How about ooh, that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll do a vodcast with vodcast. the podcast. Yes. Yeah, man, this, the whole world's going to change, everybody. You pray for us. Send in your financial support today. <laughs> oh we will send you a prayer shawl with some anointed oil. <laughs> And I'm telling you, this podcast is going places. So, yeah. So that's why the tenth episode is been delayed, but it doesn't delay the work of God. No, because God is always good all the time. Yes, Amen. Never stops being God. He's been so faithful. We've seen it time and time again. Even when life happens, He yes. He meets us, and sometimes through the pain, He. He uses it for good. Yes, he does. There was that verse out of Psalm 119 today, reading through the Bible in a year. We uh, were in Psalm 119, and I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, the entire Psalm we read today. Yeah, the entire Psalm. Which is probably psalm the longest Psalm that exists. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm really not sure I've ever read it in its entirety in one sitting. I mean, of course, I've, I've almost every verse is like underlined or highlighted in my yeah. Bible, but I don't think I've ever like sat down and. I've just read through it, and um, it was really good. But verse 71 reminded me of the last few weeks. It is good for me that I was afflicted, Mm. that I might learn your statutes. Yeah. So 
pain can sometimes be good so God could teach us His Word. Yeah. That nothing is wasted with God. Yeah. And we've seen that the last few weeks, and I believe that over every person that goes through affliction, that God actually can use it for good, that we would learn that it wouldn't be wasted. We're going to get to trust in God and see Him in, in many different ways. Yeah. And we've seen that um, in the midst of just so many hard, hard days. Um, God has done so many good things. Uh, last Sunday, we were just reflecting about just just the goodness of what God's doing through Journey Church, bringing in diversity from all over the world. We've got people from Ghana. We've got people from other places in Africa. Um, we've got people from uh, different Latin uh, American countries. But uh, we have one particular family that stood out to us recently that I interviewed at Pursuit Night. Yes. Yeah, and just wanted to share part of their story because yeah. they shared it with me when we went over to their home for um, a meal, and I was just blown away. Yeah, so they invited us to lunch at their home, and they and they cooked us a meal, and um, they I I just got to know them a little bit that way, and and could just they were just so thankful for what they had. I mean, they live in an apartment, and yes. they literally said it was the nicest flat they've ever lived in. Mm-hmm. And they just were really, really thankful people. And then we got to know their story more. Yeah, so their hearts were so overflowing with gratitude to God. Just a a picture of humility and gratefulness. And then to hear their story of fleeing their home city, of, of where he works at the nuclear power plant, largest nuclear power plant on the planet, taken over by the Russians, Yeah, not able to go to work barely getting out of their city, ended up becoming under fire, Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, being shot at, you know, a tire being blown out, yeah. and the husband, Ruslan, having to change the tire in the midst of gunfire, mm. and just powerful stuff, and dependence on God, prayer, 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 all along the ways, yeah. just praying, 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 then God making a way where there was no way. Yeah, We told their story, they've had so many um, vehicle challenges, I just told the church, let's pray for... A vehicle, and maybe the answer of prayer is here. Yeah, and God did show up. I mean, we had probably at least a half dozen people say, "I've got a vehicle." So good. I mean, really cool. I mean, we had a good yeah. friend that said, "Hey, I've got a big diesel truck. Yeah. You know, extended. It'll fit the whole family." And they were super excited because you know he's been wanting since he's gotten here from from Ukraine. Everybody drives trucks here yeah. in Central Oregon. And he's like, "Oh, I think I want a truck." Then they went and saw it and heard it. And diesels are like really loud. And, yeah. And, was, and they, <laughs> they concluded, this is probably too big for yeah. us at this time. And so uh, they ended up uh, receiving a Toyota Highlander. Yeah. Um, I mean, beautiful car. She called me literally mm. on their way home mm. in tears, Aww. full of gratitude and said, this is the nicest vehicle we've ever owned. Uh, giving God glory and just super thankful. Thanked me, thanked the church, thanked the family that gave it to them. And it was a win-win. You know, in the family care that gave it to them, they're at Journey every single Sunday, but they were not at church on Sunday because they were at a wedding out of town. Oh. And so they didn't even get to hear the testimony. Oh, um, wow. They were not there in person. How did they find um, out that we were looking for a car for they them? They watched online. Oh, okay, okay. And he felt moved right away. They were watching online and he just felt like we need to give them this vehicle and uh that he did not talk to his wife oh wow he looked at her it didn't say anything and she kind of had a sparkle in her eye but they didn't talk about it Mm. he woke up the next day and said 
I just need to ask you, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she said, yes, we're supposed to get wow. a car. And, uh, and see, so they, that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, so they were literally on the same page. Aww. And it was just like, they're so willing. And, you know, I talked to him that day. They, he gave them the vehicle. This is their primary vehicle. It this, was? Yeah, this is their main vehicle. Oh, and no so, way. I was yeah. thinking it was just an extra they had. <laughs> no. They were about to sell it. No, this is no. the one. It had, uh, they had an extra set of mounted uh, winter tires that they no gave way. with it saying, Hey, and they just put a bunch of money into it because it had 110,000 miles. They just put a new timing belt on it. They had just replaced a windshield. They had just done a bunch of, I mean, no way. it's a perfect condition. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, uh, tell me that's not the church stepping up and being the come church. On. It's so like, literally, I feel like I am living the new Testament yes. church. Unlike yes. anything I've ever experienced in my life. Yes, I agree. You know, where. Acts chapter two said, you know, they gave to those in need. Yep. You know, no one was in want because people were, and we're seeing that right now. So one of the things I've not told you, nor have I really told the staff, but I'm going to mention this Sunday, they've got really close friends from Ukraine who are currently in Poland and they would like to bring them to Bend mm. and they need a sponsor family. Mm. Like what, what, what happened for them? Like you need to get this. Uh, visa, if you will, this uh, emergency visa, you need a sponsor family that's willing to say, we'll take you in, we'll be responsible for you, you know, that you won't be homeless, you won't be, oh, you wow. know. So uh, I'm going to mention it to the church this Sunday and just... Anyone out. out there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to wow. find out. Um, because God is so good and you don't have unless you ask. Absolutely. And you've got to ask in faith, as James says, and um, not as one wavering. And I, I just believe God is so good. And maybe who knows what they were praying for and so grateful. If you want to hear their testimony, you can go to our YouTube channel yeah. and it's on there. Just search Journey in Bend. Um, you could even type in Ukraine, I'm sure, and find it and you'll see the interview. Uh, it's it's a little, um, I don't know, It's it, we had to do interpretation. Um, yeah. So, But the heart behind it, the word that hit me at the end, he shared a prophetic word of mm. God reminded him that he paid the price for him, which is too big of a price to leave him. Uh, mm. leave him in the middle of the road mm. you know and there was a little bit of loss in translation there but it was pretty powerful it's like yeah um god did too much to leave you in the middle of the road and, yeah you know because when they left they didn't know where they were going yeah what was going to happen yeah uh, but boy their faith really shined through when they told their story mm, i mean it was just it was it was the most genuine authentic faith yes. that they they went on this faith journey mm. uh to to take care of their family to get to get into safety and mm -hmm. to get out of, you know, their war torn yes. area and um, God protected them every step of the way. What I a beautiful totally story. Agree. And you had someone after, after that service come up to you and tell you how yeah. it actually, that changed his life. That changed his life. Yeah. And to me, you could say, you know what he said, but it's a story like this puts, I feel like it puts our life into perspective. Yes. Um, that the things that we think, our issues, our problems, the things that right. afflict us, right. are in, they pale in comparison to this type of a story. Amen. I totally agree. We all have pains. We all have problems. We are, are, we are all afflicted in some way. Financial, emotional, relational, we all have it. But what, what do we do with that? How do we use it for the glory of God? Yes. As we've even been studying in Second Timothy, to join in suffering... Yeah. To say, I will use this yeah. to point people to Jesus. And that's what this family's doing. They don't ask for any spotlight. They don't ask for anything. They never asked for anything. 
They never ask for a car. I mean, I get it all the time. I mean, I got a a message yesterday where someone said, can I get a donation from the church? <laughs> that mm. was the wording that they had. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, uh, I mean, I... I don't know. I, I'd have to give the backstory, but we're we're probably not going to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the sense of, unfortunately, we can't help everyone the exact same way. Yeah, you know. And yeah. uh, in this particular case, we can do what we can do with what God's given us, with what's in front of us. And uh, sometimes we need to be led by the Spirit. Yes, on absolutely. When and how to give and what yeah. to give. And um, sometimes God asks for everything. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes He says, "No, you give your main vehicle, or mm-hmm. I want you to be stretched and to grow and to give me what's best." Not. What's left? Not the leftovers, yes. right? Yes, and so I'm just so grateful. What a cool picture of that the 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 couple that gave their car. Mm. I mean, Amen. that was their best. <laughs> like, Amen. That's it's what I they actually, had. I legitimately thought it was their. They Mm-mm. were about to sell it. They didn't need it anymore. No, no, no it wasn't like that. Um, I I pray so much blessing over them that God would come on. God would return to them tenfold yes. what they gave. I I said that to him on the phone the day he told me that. Yeah. I said, "May God surprise you with favor." Uh, because that's what God does. He multiplies, and when we trust Him, He, he, he does it. I'm just laughing, just <laughs> reflecting in our own life. Kara's got tears in her eyes, so that's it makes he does me emotional because He does. Um, when we trust Him, um, He blows you away. And, you know, lately I've been reflecting um, on a prayer quest I've been giving to God for provision, and the Lord's just reminded me that sometimes He creatively answers prayers differently than what we think yeah he will answer our prayers you know simply put either with a yes a no or a not yet but that's so that's too simple because oftentimes he'll answer our prayers creatively in a way that we didn't understand he's going to make us stronger he's going to um grow our character he's going to get the glory so i'm just so grateful and he's answering prayers left and right we're seeing physical healings i never thought we would experience this at journey church we started this church 13 years ago, and it's so weird even recently to reflect back on the history of Journey, because when, when we started Journey, I was de- my theology and understanding of God was much more conservative than yes. it is now. And when I say conservative, I don't mean the I don't mean conservative versus liberal. I mean yeah. broader, yeah. bigger, uh, better. Uh, I'm growing in my knowledge of God, and I think early in Journey, I, I was drawn towards a Reformed, conservative view of theology based upon my background at the time, who was influencing me, yeah. um, and I didn't allow room for the power of what we read in the scriptures of who God is. I didn't take literal, like, read the New Testament. Yeah, Jesus is a God of healing. Yes. He removes unclean spirits. Yes. He heals the sick and what god's doing right now 13 years after starting journey church is there's this redemption picture of don't get your theology from other people absolutely like i was so influenced by um you know celebrity pastors or growing churches that i wanted what they had um but what what i hunger for now is i want god and when we do we see god and people are getting healed i mean healed physically like like health issues are completely being restored we heard recently a testimony of a man's neck who had all kinds of health issues that just couldn't be healed prayer at journey church physically laid on the hands we oftentimes anoint people with oil um especially when when it's 
so intense that we don't know what God's going to do. And when he got the new x-rays or MRI, whatever yeah. it was, the doctor literally told him, what has been done in your veins, in your neck, can't be explained. Yeah. <laughs> They're so in a good. position and opened up and moved in a way that they weren't. And that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Medicine would not have done that. Surgery potentially could have helped it, but it would not have done what was happened. God restored him fully. And I'm just seeing that. And it's not even physical healings. Like we prayed last Sunday night before church ever started with our volunteers that we call superheroes. We prayed with our superheroes for a particular family oh, that's yeah. a blended family. Mm -hmm. They wanted favor in court for uh, custody. Did they get it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that that to me yeah. would be equally as important in God's oh, eyes. Absolutely. You know, and the particular prayer request is just for justice, for yeah. um, a just judge to do what's right. Yes. You know, uh, not that one child would be better at one house or another, but just they were asking for 50 50 custody, yeah. that they'd be able to bring this particular daughter to church at least half the time. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm believing God yeah. over every area of our lives. Mm -hmm. If there's going to be a movement of God, if there's going to be a revival, mm -hmm. God's going to touch every sphere of influence yes. in our lives at this time. Yes. So I Amen. don't know. I just, I just thought even about that. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for favor. I think there, I don't even think there are court cases until this week. We were praying early, mm. but I think it's, it's, um, either this coming week mm -hmm. um, from the time of this recording or not. Maybe we'll come back and have to give a testimony. But uh, I just want to say we, we got to give, give God everything in every way. Um, yeah, I would say going back to where you said your theology has kind of been challenged and stretched and maybe changed a little bit um, is, is I really feel like uh, um, conviction that if we get to a place where we think we have God figured out. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous That's place. That's a really dangerous yeah. place to be. So I think it's a good place to be in that um, of what, what you're talking about. Amen. I completely agree. And my knowledge of scripture is infinitely more than where I was 13 years ago. Yeah. I've memorized more scripture, meditated on more, yeah. studied it more in depth. And I feel like what Paul writes, I believe it's Paul, I'm going to have to look this up to quote it, when he says, work out your salvation. Yes, with fear you know, and trembling. Yes. Um, I, I believe that that's what uh, is happening in my life right now is I want to know God. I yes. want to know the one that saved me. Yes. What does he require of me? What does yes. he want? And when I do, I'm filled with the, the spirit. Yeah, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2.12. 2, yeah. And I, I just really have this such a strong conviction that there's so much more as I've yeah. shared with you the last few days about walking in the spirit and not in the flesh Galatians 5 that if you're in the spirit you cannot gratify the desires of the flesh yes and the Lord's just given me new revelation of that that so many times in my life I knew of the spirit but yet I was still trying to do it myself yeah I wasn't allowing the Holy Spirit into every area of my life mm -hmm. you know repentance of you know, the flesh <laughs> of my desires over God's desires. And just something absolutely mysteriously and beautiful happens when we, when we do work out our salvation, we do allow the Holy Spirit into every area of our lives. And we invite the Holy Spirit into every area of our lives. It's an intentional invitation yes. of full surrender. Yes. We were just talking about that today in Titus when we're told to pray in the Holy Spirit. Yes. I mean, there's no like... <laughs> 
Yeah, that that is blurred what it says, lines. We right? we are to pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, and that wasn't Titus. That was um, Jude. Um, it was it was Jude. It was at the end of Jude, um, because Jude is such a weird book. You know, it's only one chapter says <laughs> the whole book, so there aren't any chapters. And it was at the end of Jude that uh, he he is exhorting the reader um, about in the last days there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. So people are going to be pursuing their own ways, their own passions. Uh, it is these, we're told, who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. Praying in the Holy Spirit and inviting God into every yes, area. every area. I mean, we did that right before we started this podcast. Yeah. I mean, because we have no script in front of us. We have no notes. There's no scribbles. And when we have a video, you guys are going to see how <laughs> simple this actually is. Just two speakers no, and a microphone. <laughs> just kidding. It's just two microphones and no speakers. Just two microphones plugged into a little box. And But before we even before we even hit record, we were just praying, Holy Spirit, yes. would you guide our conversation? Would you guide what we say? Would the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing to you, Lord? And that's changes everything it does yeah and i going back to what you were saying i i just feel like our our life our time here is short like it's yeah. a what is it, the bible says it's, it's a vapor yes and um our time is short so yes. why not why yes. not fully surrender why Amen. not do whatever we can to live a life of total surrender and see what god does with it that's totally right i could not agree more in fact i would get on a soapbox and preach that with full conviction because because of the work I'm in, yeah, people die and they call the pastor. Yes. You know, and we have a whole slew of people that have died recently. Yeah. A journey, even they, in the last few weeks. Yeah, just it comes in like waves, yeah. like the tide of the ocean. Like sometimes we don't have a death in the church for months. Yeah, and then when we do, it's like there's not just one. Yeah, there's it's one many. after the next. And we did. We had uh, we had several dear sisters in the Lord die within a, a week of each other at Journey and both women that I adored like yeah. um, they were like surrogate moms to me yeah. you know that just like blessed me and encouraged me that happened within a week and then um, of course uh, my mom passed away last week and then we had another saint of the Lord he died on Sunday morning while we were having church I get a text message that um, an awesome man in the church a grandfather um, actually a great grandfather uh, a father <laughs> to so many they, yeah. they're just they're so incredible humble meek mm -hmm. he died on Sunday and I'm going to meet actually this afternoon with mm -hmm. his wife who's now widowed and his daughter mm -hmm. to plan his memorial um, and then I just got word yesterday of a guy who was part of Journey Church, lived over in the valley. He was part of Journey Church because of Teen Challenge, Kara. Mm. And he loved Journey. Mm. And he was a professional chef and oh, wow. struggled with addiction, um, with, with drugs and alcohol. And um, I, his mom called the church to let us know that he died. Um, he succumbed to addiction. Aww. And, you know, I saw on Facebook last week all these guys that were part of Teen Challenge, which mm. is a recovery program, and they come to Journey Church often. And uh, I saw all these guys say, I'm sick and tired of mm. death. I'm tired of addiction, taking my friends. And I mean, like a lot of guys. 
and none of them posted who it was. I didn't know who it was, you know, and I I was wondering in my heart, would I know who this was? Because I I know a lot of people that have gone through Teen Challenge, and I didn't know. And then his, his mom called and said, I know that his life was changed. This is what she said, because uh, I, I didn't talk to the mom. I actually got this um, message from our office manager. His life was changed by journey. Actually, it was by Jesus. I'm, I'm going to actually find the email. Um, the mom called, let us know that he passed away. And she's hoping that we can, you know, do some type of celebration of life here. And it goes on to say, because he hasn't attended in a few years because he's lived over in the Valley, mm. um, at least since, since the pandemic. And she said this, that when he attended here a few years ago, he came to Christ here. Mm, praise God. That's, <laughs> so his life was impacted greatly just re- rereading this email. Yeah. And uh, I'm so, I, I was, when I got this, I mean, I wrote back and said instantly, this is so heartbreaking. Um, mm. My heart is broken to hear that because he's a, he was a neat guy, mm. really big guy physically, a great chef, cooked at Teen Challenge all the time. Oh. They got the best food in the world yeah. because he was professional. Went through culinary wow. school. It wasn't like he was just a wow. like a to tragedy. cook. I mean, this guy was a talent, and uh, I'm just so sad. I mean, I don't don't even know all the details. But the reason I bring all that up is you're saying we life is short you know, and to make the most of our lives. And my soapbox right now is, I don't care if you're young or you're old, you're going to die. Yeah. And some people die in a car accident. They didn't expect that their life was going to be short-lived. Some people die at the end of their lives. Uh, Lately, we've had people die of cancer. My mom died of dementia. Uh, Sometimes you die in your sleep because of a heart issue. You're going to die. Do something with your life. Yeah. Surrender your life to the Lord. Absolutely. Do something great. Even as we were talking this morning, I, <laughs> I made a comment to you about this Sunday sermon. I said, this is either going to be an impactful, impactful sermon or it's not. And then you're like, well, unpack that. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I did. I unpacked it for you. I told you either people are going to receive the word of God and be changed yeah. or they're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm either going to deliver the word of God well or I'm not. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, I shared with you a quote that I very paraphrased yeah. that someone told D.L. Moody that the world is yet to see a man fully surrendered mm, to Jesus. Because mm. if you're fully surrendered for Jesus, you're going to change the world. Yes. You're going to be bold. You're going to live on fire. You're going to tell everyone about Jesus. You're going to heal people. You're going to cast out demons. Yes. You're going to be fully sold out for God. And some of us are so intimidated, we can't even imagine what that looks yeah. like so we don't surrender our lives to Jesus. Yeah. Shame on us that we actually think we have the audacity to think we understand what it's like to live fully surrendered. Yeah. There's... There's nothing negative about a life fully surrendered to God. That is true life. Yes. We Amen. are made to be fully indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Yes. To experience, as Paul says in Ephesians 3, to experience the fullness of God. Yeah. You know, to know the depth, the breadth, the width, the height of, of God's love. You know, and I I so desperately want that over our lives. Yeah. I want that for my life. I want that for you. Yeah. I want that for our children. Yep. I don't want to compromise. With with a life of this world because that life sucks. We get angry quickly. We get bitter. We hold harbor unforgiveness. We, we get selfish. We think that the world owes us something. God owes us something. We celebrate the wrong things. Well, yeah, we get perverted in our understanding. We start giving way to the enemy. Yeah, and next thing you know, we end up far from God because we've allowed the yeah. enemy to slowly but surely chip away yeah. that which God wants to do. But I say, let, let's repent of all of our sins. Sorry, I got excited with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked my microphone over. Preaching to myself here. Uh, 
I just say, let, let's, let's let God in. Let, let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let's go I'm for on broke. Yes. Let's, let's say, God, what do you want to do today? And yes. what that requires is then every single part of our lives is fully surrendered to God. Every yes. thought, every action, every deed. When I wake up, Lord, let your will be done yes. in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Throughout the day, God, I give you full control over my thoughts. I'm, I'm letting you in. Jesus said the eye is the lamp of the body. So what I look at matters. Yeah. What I think about matters. What I do matters. Yes. What I give to matters. Yes. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but yes. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to be transformed so that I can test what is God's perfect will in my life. Yeah. Uh, I would just When we do that... You know, the whole world will know who we are. So either we're going to be persecuted for godliness, yeah. as 2 Timothy 3 says, or we're going to change the world. Yeah, People will want what we have, which is God's grace, God's goodness, God himself. Yeah, <laughs> People will want it, and we, we can give it. It's a free and gift. And I do think we need to know when we get to that place of full surrender, that, or even moving towards full surrender is mm. that there, the enemy is real. And we just have experienced this over and over in our life. Is that mm. it's, it's like the enemy just... He just slips in yeah. and and he causes us to be, I don't know, like you said in your sermon last week, sidetracked or hijacked or mm. something. Yeah. And and it detours us. It gets right. us off track That's from right. the main point, yeah. the main thing, the thing we're trying to give our life to. And then he takes us sideways. And I just think it's really important to mention that because a life of full surrender mm -hmm. is also a life that is a battle, like yes. we talked about in other podcasts. It is a war. Yes, this it is, is a war. And we need to be armored up. And yes. we need to be intentional. And um, it's it, it's really important that we understand that. Um, Completely agree. In the book of Revelation, we're told that the enemy, that is Satan, accuses the saints day, day and, and night. night. And when you have gotten sidetracked and hijacked, the enemy is so good at condemning and getting us to think that we have to stay stuck. Yes. This is our lives. Well, I messed up or God's not with me. Or we, we think all of these lives of the enemy, he accuses us. And the longer you stay in that place, the more likely you are to stay there, yeah. which is why we repent. And when I say repentance, just for a clear understanding, it means to turn around to God. Yes. And you could repent at any moment, at any time. So if you're stuck or you, you've done something you regret or you're not in the place you want to be, I say turn to God today. Repent. That was the message of Jesus. It was the message of John the Baptist. Shortest sermon ever. Yeah. <laughs> repent for the kingdom of heaven yeah. is at it's hand. At it's right hand. here. Yes. Just repent. Yes. It's not a long convoluted, oh, I, yeah. you need to understand everything. Yeah. You need to have a deep theology yeah. or your nope. doctrine needs to be. No, yeah. repent. Yep. Turn to Jesus. Yeah. It all starts Give him there. everything. And once you turn yeah. to Jesus, now you walk in the spirit, you walk with him, you become a friend of God. Everything yeah. changes yeah. wherever you are today. If you got sidetracked or uh, hijacked by the enemy or somebody else in your life that's taking you down a road you don't want to go, today's your day. Repent. Yeah. That's Find good. the joy of the Lord, that yeah. God's joy will be your strength today. Man, I love how Paul wrote to the, the Romans, just, you know, in a depraved world. It is God's kindness that leads to oh, repentance. Oh, that's so good. It's God's kindness. Yes. yes, He disciplines those whom yes. He loves. But man, He is so kind that He doesn't give us what we deserve. He doesn't yeah. hold it against us. The moment you ask for forgiveness, He's not going to keep coming back saying, well, do you remember when? Do you remember? No, yeah. no, He's going to say, actually, I have a better plan. Yeah. I'll walk in and your we need, we need to surrender to it. We need to repent yes, and, yes. and walk in that. This is war and we need to know that we are more than conquerors not just any conquerors we are more than conquerors we need to let the enemy know by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony the, the devil is a defeated foe yeah. Let, let's not live in our accusations of what the enemy wants to try to tell us today let's live 
under the authority in the victory. Yeah, and the scripture that actually keeps coming to my mind, I can't give the reference, you probably mm-hmm. can, but to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. Philippians one twenty one. Okay, yes. right? So, so we live, while we live, we live for Christ, but yet there is such a better place that's yep. waiting for us. I can't wait. That I, yeah, that, that's literally how I feel, is the mm. more you study heaven and um, yeah. understand the, the character of God. You long for you it. You just long for yeah, it. You want more. Yeah, so... So it actually takes the fear mm-hmm. out of death. Yes. Um, circling back to death and, and all the death that we've, mm-hmm. you know, had to walk through That's lately. Right. That um, you know, it's just a reminder that mm-hmm. w- while we're living here, we want to live for Christ. Amen. Fully surrendered. Come on. And yet have our sights set on something that's so much better hungering desiring longing for looking forward to imagine if you will you've got the best vacation planned ever you've been working long hard hours you saved up the money you are looking forward to getting away not seeing co-workers not having to do work but waking up having nothing to do whatever that dream vacation is for you my friend for me it's probably the beach somewhere sunshine yeah. that's what i love but imagine that now i want you to think of heaven it's a million times better than that. Mm-hmm. Bazillions of times better. Infinitely greater than that. And we should be longing for that. Yeah. I want to be working and living for such a way that I can't wait for my heavenly vacation, which is going to yeah. last forever. Yeah, so I good. can't wait. Yeah. No more pain. No more problems. No more work. Yeah. Just, oh man, the beaches in heaven are going to be so good. <laughs> Oh man, it's going to be so great. So good. I just, I long for it. I look forward to it. And my friends, whatever that looks like for you today, uh, that promise is given to you that Jesus has done everything that needs to be done so that you can have the hope of heaven. Yes. You know, as Paul says in Romans 5, that you have the hope of glory, that everything you're going through right now ultimately ends in hope, you know, that, that these things are temporary. So embrace where you are right now. Go after God with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. He's going to make a way. So good. Well, what, what else is we, if we look back at the last few weeks since our, our last podcast, we talked about the Ukrainians. We talked about some of the healings that we've been seeing. Uh, so much of God at work. People are getting saved. Uh, I mean, just really good stuff. Is there mm-hmm. something else as you look back right now? God's been doing so much good right now. Mm-hmm. What else do you... Um, I just want to give an opportunity for God to mm. work right now in our lives. What stands out to you the last few weeks, Kara? Well, I guess the other thing that's pretty fresh on my mind is um, that we just did Summer Wars, mm-hmm. and our kids, our three kids, mm. um, pretty much gave their lives to it for so the good. last three days. That's right. And they are more exhausted than I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had a few um, people tell us how you know impactful. how impactful they were, and our mm. oldest daughter even led some kids to Christ. Amen. Um, and it's just a really cool, it's really neat to watch our kids um, grow into just beautiful humans. Amen. So Summer Wars, for our listeners that are unfamiliar to Journey Church in Bend, Oregon, that is our version of VBS, Vacation Bible School. In fact, my 14-year-old, as we were driving around town the other day, she's noticing churches have banners with Vacation Bible School with the dates. <laughs> she's and like, what's that, She, she did. She just flat out <laughs> asked me, just naively and yeah. just uh, oh, very really? kindly. She just said, Dad, what's Vacation Bible School? And I'm like, boy, daughter, that's hilarious that you... <laughs> Grown up in yeah. a pastor's home, and you don't, don't even know, know what, what that vacation is. Bible school. I, that might be a win, though. It's a know. huge win because it's Journey Church. We do things very unorthodox. We we don't like to just copy or um, you know we we 
we, we like to understand. So I explained to my daughter, VBS is like Summer Wars, what, what wow. we do at Summer Wars. And I explained that VBS stands for Vacation Bible School. And ultimately, it was started in the days of old when school was out the churches would train up children. Yeah. It wasn't free childcare and fun and games like yeah. we understand it today. It was equipping kids with knowledge and truth using the Bible. Mm. You know, and it would use that time that school wasn't in session. The churches would take advantage of it, equip children for the work of the Lord. And that trend carried on and eventually it adapted and evolved into three or four days in the summer where, where churches go all out, try to have fun with kids, introduce them to Jesus. We do that. A little differently, uh, the tradition started years ago with uh, a kid's pastor that called it Summer Wars. It was a competition of games. It continues to get more clarity where teams of kids, bigger and bigger, (laughs) hundreds of kids. Um, So with hundreds of kids takes dozens and dozens of of, um, people to help make it happen, what we call superheroes. And all three of our kids, so 18, 16, and 14, Mm -hmm. all three of them dedicated hours of their week to go serve children to serve families and and everyone was exhausted i mean i mean everyone i mean the staff would come back after a long day they looked beat red from the (laughs) sun their faces looked just worn tired everyone's exhausted our kids they're exhausted two of them went had to go to work today fried exhausted and all that to say is god did a great work i mean we got tests i I mean keep my my phone's been blown up with text messages Mm. our kids pastor has just shared story after story she shared one story of a professed atheist who brought her kid who went with a friend who said this was the highlight of the summer use the words like this whatever they're doing it is magical, she used the word, <laughs> which reminds me of like Disneyland. Yeah. You know, like we're doing things with such a high level of excellence for kids yeah. that they're saying this is special. Yeah. And the kids are longing to be I back at be it. Here. And then the story that you shared of our daughter leading two kids to the Lord. These are two unchurched kids that came with a church kid. And when they were given the opportunity, would you like to believe in Jesus? Yeah. They said, I do. Yeah. I may not understand everything, but yeah. here's what I am going to do. I'm going to believe in this Jesus, and I'm going to give my life to the Lord. Yeah. And how powerful that our kids did get to be a part of it. Yeah. And the kingdom work that one day when they get into heaven, and these are kids, by the way, I'm believing this. I'm going to prophesy this over the airwaves of the internet on this podcast. These are kids that are going to change the world. Yes, amen. That, that these are the kids that receive Jesus at an early age that God loves the underdog. Yeah. You know, we neither of us grew up attending VBS and going to church. God loves taking that which looks unlikely. Say, I'm going to use that person to change yep. the world. Amen. They're going to be the pastors, the evangelists, yeah. the the preachers, the missionaries. They are going to be the world changers. Yeah, believe in it. Maybe the next presidents. God's going to do a great work. Yeah, I know. Our oldest daughter also ate a worm. Ooh, gross. <laughs> No. She was willing to do whatever needs to be done. McKenna, uh, if she does something, she does it with all of her heart. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. You could hear her story on the last podcast, Confessions of a Pastor's Kid. Yeah. And she just shared part of her journey, the good of getting to, to, to be a part of church, the bad and the ugly. But yeah, I'll tell you, that girl is willing to do anything. And anything. She, she ate a worm for she her She did it to get kids. points for yeah, her she team. Did. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. I love Summer Wars. What a what a great highlight. I, I knew there was something missing. I, I, I thought, heck, what, what am I missing? Something's missing. And that yeah. was a huge highlight. Yeah. And I would just say the world is different because of Summer Wars. Shout out to Pastor Chelsea yes. and the entire team, yes. including most of the staff at Journey Church yeah. that sacrificed their week. Their week. Yep. Instead of doing what they normally, ordinarily get paid to do, they said, I'm going to go serve families. I'm going to serve the church in such a way as to get wet, to get gross, 
and to bring kids the gospel. Yeah. And what a powerful thing. Uh, friends, just go find us on social media, Journey Church in Bend, and you'll see videos and see highlight reels of what happened this week because it is powerful. Love seeing what God's doing right now. Yeah, I'm really, I'm just so really thankful ways. to be a part of it, really. Yes. I mean, he's moving, and mm. like you said, we're seeing things that um, are you know, reminiscent of the New Testament church that we mm. read about. And I'm just so thankful. I just, I just feel very, very thankful to be a part of a um, church that is um, seeking wholeheartedly after God. Yes. I completely agree with you, Kara. And I want to come back to the verse that I shared earlier, earlier out of Psalm 119, verse 71. It is good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn from your statutes. Yeah. All the good stuff God's doing, friends, is not without a lot of hardship. Yes. Spiritual warfare in our own minds, yes. in our own marriage, in our own homes. This is I true. will tell you, as you do greater things for God, the enemy ramps up his warfare. He goes after you. You've got to armor up. You've got to have the truth of God. You have to have your faith rooted in Jesus to protect you from the fiery dark. You gotta keep coming back to what matters most because as you do great things, friends, you're gonna be afflicted, you're gonna have pains. But don't let that pain stop you or make you think that God isn't working. It actually is a proof and a sign of God's work. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to swallow, but yeah, I agree. If if you're not experiencing some type of spiritual warfare, and you might need to grow in your faith to understand better what that means, but I will tell you, if you're not experiencing spiritual warfare, you may not be upsetting the enemy. Life is never meant to be comfortable. You may actually be walking with him. So if you are, give glory to God. I was reminded recently, and I, I was really challenged by this, of a Ugandan pastor that we're really close to, Pastor Alex in, uh, in Uganda. He was here in the States, and someone in our church at the time, they now live in a different state, but someone at the time was experiencing one hardship after another, health problem after health problem after health problem after health problem, and his response, and she was asking for prayer for all these issues, afflictions. Mm -hmm. His response was, praise God, mm. rejoice, tell me, what has God given you? And her response was, what do you mean, what has God given me? He says, the revelation. Oh because wow! If you're being—that's a perspective. If you're being so afflicted, clearly God's doing something in your life. Oh. Tell me what is God giving yeah. you? Tell me the revelation. And it, you know, in in the in the Ugandan accent, you know, tell me the revelation that God is. And she was like shocked. Like, wait a second, I wanted the comfort of healing. That's what I was asking for. Yeah. And you're telling me, no, nope. God's, God's going to give you the revelation greater? that's even better than the healing. Yes. It's all perspective. It is. And so, it, it reminds me of actually this saying that we have around here that um, I don't know if you coined it or what, but we consistently say it. And it's like the more we say it, the more I believe it and I see it. It's we're better together. Like, Amen. To see a perspective from someone that lives in a third world country. Yes. That is such a beautiful perspective that we don't have. It's Come like on. when we sat at the table with the Ukrainian family at their apartment yes. at their flat. They said that was the nicest flat they'd ever lived in. Mm -hmm. And they served us the most beautiful, it was simple, but it was the most beautiful mm -hmm. meal. Mm -hmm. um, and to hear their perspective of what, what they had to go through yeah. <laughs> to get to the land of freedom yep. was just it's why insane. We, it's why we need the Holy Spirit to change our perspective. Because even in our sufferings, we can be like Paul and say, I want to know Christ and share in his suffering. I want to know the power of the resurrection. You can't have a resurrection without death. Yeah. So whatever I'm going through, I just want Jesus. 
yeah. I just want Jesus. I want and more. Again, we're better together. So the more yeah. that we we see other people's lives Amen. and other people's perspectives, yes. and it really, it really, really, really should put our own into perspective. Amen. And I would love to say I coined that phrase, but you will probably find some item at Hobby Lobby with <laughs> right with that phrase "better together." Well, you implemented it's it. It's all over the place. Yeah. There, there are so many phrases I have stolen or borrowed or used. That's true. Um, probably from Hobby Lobby, but um, really they're usually <laughs> from some other church or some conference, and then it captures my heart, and then you have to repeat something to really make it real in your life. Yeah, uh, I remember in our early days, I used to ask you, why in the world do you say the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. over and over again? Yes. And now I understand. Yes, as Andy Stanley would say, vision leaks, Yeah. meaning that if you have vision in a bucket, it's not just going to stay that way. There are holes yeah. of division and holes of hard times, and th- there will be things that make vision leak out of the bucket where you know longer have vision so you got to keep coming back to the same vision you can't can't make it up new one you got to keep coming back to the reality yeah there is hope for everyone hope for everyone hope for everyone so you got to say it so that when you don't have hope yeah you preach it to yourself and it is all about you've memorized it exactly those those coin cat catchphrases that we say often we are better together we need each other to, to remind each other perspective so Kara, this has been a great episode (laughs) <laughs> of Confessions of a Number 10. Number 10. We made it. Even if no one listens to this one, we're so happy <laughs> that we got to process, to work out our salvation today. We're able to remind each other what this is really about. The church is actually not ours. It's the church of Jesus. Oh, it's his. And we just yeah. want to make it more about him. So when we say confessions of pastor, we just want to talk about what Jesus is doing. Yeah. In the midst of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give him all the he glory. He gets all the glory. Yes. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, it's been a joy on this journey with you. I can't tell you when our next podcast is going to be. It's probably going to be September 2023. Yeah. And I believe we're going to launch with video. With the video. We will launch with video. We're going to declare it. And then you will tell all your friends. You will subscribe on YouTube. And it's going to be great. So if you have not hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening on, would you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Hit subscribe. It really does help us. If you've not done a review, do a review. Uh, it really helps us as well. We've been shocked by the overwhelming support. Thank you yeah. so much. God bless you. Let me just pray for you today. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that God, you use anything. You yes. use the underdogs and you rise them up. God, when we humble ourselves, you lift us up. So Lord, we come before you and we just repent of anything that hasn't been of you. And we yes. say we want more of you and less of us. Amen. Fill us by the power of your Holy Spirit. For Jesus, you declared that we should receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. May we be your witnesses wherever we are. And God, I just thank you for this listener today, God. If they made it this far, God, would you bless them with your favor? Would your face shine upon them that we would know how great you are? You're always good. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.
Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.